Welcome to the Go One Better podcast. We are your hosts, Hannah Tucker and Abby Layton. And if you're serious about mastering your mindset, nutrition and training, but love a good time and a lol, then stay around because we're about to become best friends. Welcome back on today's episode. Sorry. Just cut Hannah completely off, guys. It's my show here. No, continue, Hannah. It is Abby's world and we're living in it. In today's episode, guys, we are going to talk all about love considering today is Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day. We hope you're all having a fantastic Monday and that you're feeling the love today. We are loving each other today. We are loving each other. (laughs) Oh gosh, I actually didn't think that I would ever, I mean, have another Valentine's Day that I'd be single, but here we are. That's okay. <laughs> well, I had you have asked me a week ago, I would have... You would have been oh. like taken. I know. It's been it's been a few yeah. in a week, hasn't it? Let's kickstart our gratitude as always, guys. And make sure you're doing this with us every week. We that's why we yeah. do this. We try to encourage you guys to do it as well. Han, what are you grateful for? You know what? Actually, I had a weird week this week. I actually felt a bit homesick and I also being that time of the month, I was just like a bit of an emotional wreck. So I actually had my first Menti B since getting to Queensland, which yeah. is massive for me, guys. It's been a month. And anyone <laughs> that knows me well knows that I'm usually much more regular than that. So first Menti B since I got here, first Menti B in a month. And my poor housemates actually had to deal with like full tears and everything. So I'm actually really grateful for both Ella and Joe this week. Like they drove me to IGA, got me some chocolate, some ice cream. That's a great bonding experience too, because you didn't know them beforehand, did you? No. So they just, yeah. Nothing better than a good bonding over a Menti B and a period induced Menti B. <laughs> you all started to sink. Oh my God. Sorry. Hilarious. I feel like the period can do that. It's got a mind of its own. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I missed home a little bit and like some like shitty ish things happened, but like things that I didn't care that much about. <laughs> so heightened. And I was like, this is definitely the period talking. I don't actually care. Well, at least, at least it's good to know that it is the period talking and like it's not just your emotions. It's almost better that that comes. So it's like, that is the reason why I was feeling shit because there's nothing worse than like not being able to pinpoint the reason why you feel crap. Correct. Yes. Agreed. I'm grateful. Well, I'm house sitting at the moment. One of my friend's brothers are away and I'm living in this like McMansion and they've got a pool and it's been super hot. So I'm grateful for that opportunity. Guys, so today we're kickstarting off with a little bit of information and we're going to chat about love languages. Given it's Valentine's Day and all, we thought we'd sort of like go through them. If, if you don't really know what love languages are, a man by the name of Gary Chapman in his book, there's a book called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to love that lasts. And I believe he wrote this book 30 years ago, basically explaining. Yeah. 30 years ago, basically explaining that there are five different love languages that either people give love or receive love. I actually didn't really learn this until about like two years ago. Yeah. I probably started to learn about it. Yeah. Maybe the same, but I find it so interesting and I definitely Um, think that it can really like help relationships succeed. Definitely. And especially if you know each other's love language. So like if you're, cause you can obviously be with a partner and have completely different love languages. So yeah. we'll go through them in a second, but just say mine is quality of time. Like your partner could be, you know, words of affirmation. And as long as you know each other's love language, then you can make sure that you sort of service them in that way, I guess. What is, what, sure. what do you like to receive? I like to receive mine's definitely quality of time. Yeah, so is mine. I love quality of time. I love to, and mine's also, mine's giving, I think my, so my receiving is quality of time, but my giving, I like to do like 
little things for people. Like it's not really like acts of service. Yeah, I think acts of service. But I find acts of service a bit of a funny one because it's like I was reading something about this when I was looking into this episode and I was like acts of service are like doing chores for your partner. And I was like chores is not an act of service. Like you can't be like my boyfriend put the dishes away. Oh, my gosh, he loves me. Like, it no. doesn't like it. <laughs> So I think they've got to be things that like go above and beyond i know beyond. i know like you used to like write notes for trent and stuff yeah yeah write so notes and do like practice. little things like that like if they there's nothing i think we've had this conversation before and maybe even on the podcast like <laughs> if someone borrows your car and they fill your car yes <laughs> like, there is nothing more sexy than someone who does like goes out of their way than to to make you feel good or like to make your day easier like i love if someone does that for me like that's amazing you know what? I actually had this sort of happened to me last week so I had a friend staying from <laughs> anyways I got home like I went to work and he stayed and anyway I got home from work and he had gone back to Sydney and I walked in and my bed wasn't made um, and it really rubbed me <laughs> see that is annoying I'd be the same see I would be the type of person to make the bed same me yeah. too me too and I got home and I actually was like I like you <laughs> left the bed after me make the fucking bed <laughs> that's funny but that's maybe just not on the man's radar I don't know like not at every man but like he's he's maybe it's just not on his radar I don't think a few things are but maybe he doesn't love you <laughs> can confirm he doesn't <laughs> I'm totally joking all right let's go through quickly just the five love languages all right we're, we're taking them away so first one is words of affirmation so people with words of affirmation value verbal acknowledgements of affection including frequent i love you's compliments words of appreciation verbal encouragement and often frequent digital communication like texting and social media engagement interesting i don't know how i feel about words of affirmation like I'm a bit more of an action speak louder than words for me. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree. I'm not, I don't need the constant, I love you. I mean, every now and then it's lovely, but almost like if you say it too much, it like loses its meaning a little bit. I don't need to be like told these things. Saying that though, communication though, I don't don't know where that like sits in that. I don't think that's really a love language though. I think that's just a necessity for any relationship to succeed. I think, I think, (laughs) yeah, I don't think that's anything to do with words of affirmation I think they're very different things <laughs> okay so quality time people whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always down to hang out they particularly love when active listening eye contact and full presence are prioritized in the relationship yeah that's me how love do you feel it. about eye contact I'm a bit funny with it <laughs> What about eye contact during sex? <laughs> it's situational. I really struggle to keep eye contact during sex. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know. I get really weirded out. I think, no, yeah, like I said, like I can I can easily get the giggles during sex. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, way too seriously. Unless you're like in the heat of the moment and everything's like, I don't know, I can't keep the eye yeah. contact. Like I get the giggles as well. Yeah, whereas, like, but, like, there are definitely times where it's, like, super emotional and, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of... There's a time and a place for the love eye contact. Yeah, there's a time (laughs) and a place for, like, the locked eyes, but it's definitely not always. I also even, like, when I can feel someone looking at me, I'm like, what? 
Like what's yeah, right? Same, same for sure. What are you looking at? <laughs> why are you why are you giving me that intense gaze? Yeah, I feel like that actually is probably a boy thing. I've noticed that the like boys do tend to just like stare at you. Do they? <laughs> well, I've experienced that. <laughs> Funny. All right, third one. Acts of service. So if your love language is acts of service, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. It's things like bringing you soup when you're sick, making your coffee for you in the morning or picking up your dry cleaning for you when you've had a busy day at work. That's the sort of thing that I love. It's like the going above and beyond. It's not doing the chores. It's like the extra things that really help and make a day better. It's like I said, it's the actions speak louder of work. So like make my bed. It's not that hard. (laughs) Hannah's gonna hold this grudge forever (laughs) I agree and it's also like a bit lazy like if you slept in the bed and you're out last to make the bed make the damn bed no but like this is there's the reason so I didn't used to make my bed every morning right this is actually like a semi-new thing for me maybe in the last like two years yeah I started to just to make my bed and do you want to know you'll laugh as to why James Smith actually (laughs) no like he did like a post or a story and he was like if you can't even make your bed every morning like you're fucked essentially and I was like that is so valid and that is so fair so that's why I make my bed every sometimes you just hear those things from people and they really stick and you're like holy shit that is right I'm lazy I need to get my priorities straight I need to make my bed like how ridiculous like he was like if you literally can't do the smallest of things like you're, you're just, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. So there was a study done, 10,000 people. It was an online quiz in 2018. And they said that the most popular love language was words of affirmation. But then someone from Hinge also analysed the app and found that the most common love language was quality time. I reckon the words of affirmation thing might be because in this day and age, let's say, <laughs> and like yeah. with social media and everything, people are a lot more insecure in their relationships. Yeah. So they like to be told that like it, it gives them a bit of security maybe. I also think that in this day and age as well, we're so much like on our phones and we're all such texters that it's almost like yeah. a way we communicate so well as through text and through, you know, texting on Instagram yeah. and like people would probably much rather like text someone and tell them like they'd have the guts to like text them and tell them how they're feeling rather than like saying it in person. Saying in person, yeah. Gift giving, that I'm not really a big one with this. Like that doesn't show me love at all. But anyways, so gifts is obviously, yeah, quite straightforward. You feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love. Yeah. So um, I, yeah. yeah. I'm not a huge <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge one on that either I, I like to give gifts like I think but not always like I do enjoy going like a surprise gift or like a surprise bouquet of flowers or like something like yeah. that is really nice yeah I do agree I think it's like every now and again it's nice but it's definitely not the way that I need to be like shown that you love me I yeah like if a, if a partner came home every Friday with like a present I'd be like what yeah <laughs> all right last one is physical touch people with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection including kissing holding hands cuddling and sex are you affectionate i would pick that you're not i uh, i can be yeah i'm not hugely affectionate i don't know can your love language like change i feel like when i was younger i was really hands-on-y and like always wanted to be touched and things like that and like touched my partner but now as I'm getting older maybe it's the partners I've been with saying that as like a bad thing but you know like 
if I'm with someone who is very physically touchy, it would make me more physically touchy. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if I'm not, then I probably wouldn't do it as much. So I think that one kind of depends. And it, that would probably go for everyone. Like if you've got a partner that's like hates physical touch, well, then you're not going to be able to give them love like you'd like to give it because they hate it. So those are the five love languages, guys. So the whole point of them is that we're supposed to adapt ourselves to our partner's love language and not demand that they only use ours. So I think it's actually a really important conversation to have with your partner. I think it's really important. Like if even if the your partner doesn't really know what love languages are, like just there's a quiz online I think you can do. Maybe even do it together yeah. and just sort of have a chat about how you like to like receive it and, and give it. Because if you're not giving your partner the right type of love and they don't feel appreciated by you, then that's like a huge thing that you guys probably need to work on. Yeah, for sure. And it is so easily, um, I feel like, fixable once you know what needs what needs need to be met once you communicate once you communicate yeah. the love languages how good communication communication is key gang communication <laughs> is key so love language is aside let's talk about heartbreak god the heartbreak is awful heartbreak for me is like physical pain there is nothing worse like than I- someone not loving you like you love them <laughs> it's actually horrendous <laughs> it actually is yeah but heartbreak is like no shit one of the worst possible things I think but I think everyone every everyone deals with it differently and everyone also feels it differently too Mm, like the actual physical pain I think it's so incredible that your heart can you feel this emotion and then you actually have physical heart pain I know and I'm I lose my appetite that's the biggest thing that happens to me I like just so yeah, sad. How have you gotten over relationship heartbreaks in the past? What do you do? Working on it. What's your coping mechanism? <laughs> the very first time I ever got my heart broken, I responded very immature. I was also like seven, 16. So of course I was going to respond immaturely, but mm-hmm. that was the, my mentality in that one was the get under someone else. Mm. And that d- doesn't work for me. I know it does work for others. Like I actually have heard that it is helpful for some people definitely wasn't for me this time around I moved states so <laughs> that's a great thing a fresh start I think there's honestly nothing better yeah I think cold turkey no contact all of that kind of thing definitely helps like a bit of out of sight out of mind yeah 100 percent. you've got to you can't still follow each other on Instagram and be looking at their stories and have that constant reminder no. you need to not like delete them or anything but you need to at least hide their stories and not yeah. see what they're doing every day. I'm like, I ran away from mine a little bit, but for good reason. So you can almost I've run been... away though, until you like heal a little bit more and until you're ready to. Yeah. I mean, I had a few, a few signs pushing me in this direction, but that was just like, yeah, that was a big one for me. I think as well, because it was really hard for me to get away from it in Melbourne. Yeah. What about you? When I am heartbroken, I, I keep myself really busy. I mean, I throw myself into work. Usually I like I throw myself into the gym a lot and really like work on myself. I think it's just really important to prioritize yourself and like hang out with people who make you feel good. And 100%. And like, as I'm going to revert back to my recommendation last week, guys, single Pringle, best book ever. Even if you're in a relationship, I still think it would be really beneficial to read because it does talk about like building that relationship with yourself um, when you are feeling super alone or like you know you and it's got like a really good point in it where it's like you know as women we're brought up in this sort of like I guess maybe things times have changed slightly but we are sort of like told that we're supposed to 
you know, get older, get married, have kids. And like, that's sort of our role in this world. Whereas like, it actually doesn't need to be like that. And like, funnily enough, that phone conversation you and I had the other night Mm. um, where you were like, I don't even know if that's what I want in life anymore. Mm. Mm. So I feel like being on your own isn't always a bad thing and shouldn't always be seen as that because you can sort of like take the time to work on yourself and figure out exactly what it is that you want. And it doesn't have to be that whole, like get married, have kids and fairy tale ending bullshit because some people don't actually want that. And even if like you do want it, like it doesn't matter if you, I mean, if you, if you want it and you can't get that, then there's always ways though. Like if you want kids, there's definitely ways around it. You don't necessarily need a partner. And I think what I was saying to you the other day is that, I feel like I'm, I'm obviously recently single and I'm nearly 31 and I feel like there's almost this society pressure for me to find a man and, you know, like I'm worried about like in the next couple of years, if I don't have a partner, then like, you know, how, when am I going to have kids? Like what's the timeline? I'm going to have to meet this person. It's going to have to like happen really quickly. What if it doesn't yeah. and I can't have kids and then I'm like 36 and I don't have kids and I don't have a partner. And I was just like, I almost came back from my holiday and I was like, I, before, I think I did that. That's how I was feeling kind of before the holiday. And then I came back and I was like, you know what? Like, why do I care what people think about my life? Like, why, who is sitting there going, oh, my God, Abby is 32 and she's single and she hasn't found a man. And when is she going to have a child? Because, like, no one gives a shit. So I was like, why should I worry about the stupid pressure when, like, literally I don't care about anyone's opinion? And if I want to be single right now, then it's fine. And if I don't find a partner... It doesn't matter, but I'm sure I will. But it doesn't matter if I don't. And I think I'm, like, happy doing it on my own if that was to be. Yeah. And I think, like, if people do care or people do, you know, have something to say about it, it says more about them than it does about you. So Yeah, for sure. Fuck it. That is our motto. Fuck it. No, but this is what I was saying to you last week as well, and I think (laughs) I, me and my best friend B, she lives in Toronto and we like love each other so much. We're like each other's soulmates. And we just say that we're going to start building a life together and be non-sexual life partners. And then just have these men on the side that can just like (laughs) service our needs. But then we will build the foundations of a happy life together, but it won't be sexual. (laughs) Yeah, which is great. Do you know how many people that I've told about this and they're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. I would totally do that. You're also someone, aren't you, like I feel like we've had this conversation It could have been ages and ages ago, but like where you don't necessarily think that like one we person be with one person forever. Yeah, I don't have that opinion at all. I think people need to be with men. I mean, it, I think it's amazing if you can make it last, but I feel like people are meant to be with each other. You kind of like. You know, if you fall out of love, like there's no point in, I mean, I know when kids and things come into it, but there's no point in staying with someone if you're fucking miserable. Like yeah, people, yes, you need to work at a relationship and you need to give it all you possibly can. But people stay in this in horrible, like unhappy relationships because they think they need to stay with someone forever. But I just don't think that's necessarily true. I feel like people meet people, you know, you learn from each other, you have your life experience. And if it's not working, then you know you move on to the next or you just, you're not meant for, not, I mean, not even not meant for each other. You just, you sort of have your, you play a role. Yeah. And you no, kind of move on. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. And actually single Pringle talked about that too, because it's like, you know, you stay in these things potentially. And this is probably what my situation was like um, a little bit, like it's been so long there's so much history and, you know, like you, you have almost like convinced yourself that like you should 
want that and you should love that and this is something that like you know you've wanted it for so long Mm. so it must be right but Mm. like you said if you're not happy like why are you trying to convince yourself exactly exactly that's that ticks off that question are we meant to be monogamous what do you reckon being with one person at one time like do you think what about like open relationships what do you think about an open relationship doesn't sit well yeah it doesn't sit well with me either I couldn't like like no 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 I find it really interesting when like married couples like bring in a third to spice it up like that is like mind-blowing to me like what is this person going to I just don't understand no neither what will this person bring but jealousy yeah potential like running off with the (laughs) with the person it's like the nanny (laughs) when you bring in the nanny when you bring in the nanny exactly like yeah no I'm not I'm not here for that or swingers no yeah crazy nah crazy crazy I could never putting your keys in a thing and being like hey hubby I'll see you at home later have fun like what no (laughs) no I think it definitely takes a type of person and a type of couple. I know I'm not I do not fit in that category. I feel for like our next our next Valentine special or like love special, we should try and hunt down some people who yeah. are in like who are in like swingers and like love triangles and get them on and like have a bit of a chat. Cause I'd love to like understand how it helps them. Agreed. What about unintentional love triangles? Have you ever been in one of those? unintentional love triangles as in like someone's been two-timing you no I don't think so I don't think I've ever been in saying that so cheating once a cheater always a cheater what do you think I think we had this conversation when Nadia was on the podcast I don't think once a cheater always a cheater like I've done some stupid things when I was really little and I wouldn't do it now so yeah I agree but I definitely think there's a type of person who is once a cheater always a cheater but yeah there's those sleazy kind of people yeah of course just like break up with them, man. I that's what I don't get. Like just break up with them. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's like on the same night, just break up with break them. Break up with them a minute before. Just break up with them. So interesting fact. Where do people meet the most? What do you reckon? I actually would have to say, like, I would think online these days. Yeah. So studies show that 39% met through friends. Which I mean, like, I guess, yeah. I mean, you do meet a lot of people through your friends. Yeah, sure. But like, that's less than half. It is less than half. It's massive. And then 15% at work, which is. Yeah, love those ones. Love a little bit of a raunchy sex. Oh my God. When I was, when did I, I had a bit of a work fling once. Yeah, my ex-boyfriend, Joel, I don't know why I named him, my ex-boyfriend when I was like 20, (laughs) we worked together and then we like hung out all the time and we used to, we were both receptionists at the gym at, um, good life in Armadale and we used to run into the cupboard into the storeroom and make it out together and then <laughs> and then go back to reception we did not we did it was hilarious we'd like run out of the storeroom and like there'd be members there like waiting to check in we're like oh sorry that's just getting something out of the storeroom that oh really my fun. god did so know? I don't think so people knew about the relationship yeah but people didn't know about the storeroom action that's quite hilarious. It's very funny. So 9% of people meet at sports, hobbies, and religion. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, like in yeah. the gym and whatever. Absolutely. And then only 8% meet online. What? I know. I feel like this might be a little bit outdated. I don't know where I got this information from, but I feel like these days, these days it's got to be way more than way more. Way more. What are your thoughts on dating apps? Have you used them? Never. Never, never. ever. I have. What a good arm. 
I don't think I can. Like, I hate it so much. And I also don't feel all that comfortable about going on a date with someone that I've never physically met. Yeah, well, I think you have to do it. This is your, this is your, I'm giving you homework for the next couple of weeks. You got to get on Hinge. You got to download Hinge and go on one date, Hannah. You can't like go through your life without going on. No, but I, unless you're in no, 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 no. What I'm saying, like, I'll, I'm happy to date someone, like go on dates. But what I'm saying is like, I'd rather meet them like at the gym or out. Yeah, yeah no, but I'm saying that you have to, go, you have to do, yeah, you, you should do it. Like, I feel like if you're single, I mean, everyone has to experience what it's like unless you've been in a relationship that entire time. But it is, it's fun. But you don't know them. What if they, yeah. like, kill me? But they won't. Oh, my God. Speaking of, my recommendation for the week, Tinder Swindler. You need to watch it. Okay. It's Who's really great. Pardon? Is it on Netty? It's on Netflix. Correct. It's really, really good. Um, it's about this guy who, like, obviously is, like, a big con artist and he basically steals money from one woman to pay for the next woman's like dates and like takes them on like private jets and makes them think that he's like super duper rich and then obviously isn't and he just scams all these women it's really interesting okay i'll i'll um watch it yeah it's really great guys we're gonna finish off with a few little love stories so i popped something up on my story last week to get some people writing in to share their great love stories and i thought that we could share a couple so we've got kind of about three here, three or four. So we're just going to read and tell a bit, like end the podcast with a little bit of good love stories. Because we do love love. So give you a little bit of. We do. We sound, we sound like the Grinches when it comes to love. It's not all hate. It's not all hate here. It's love. We're no. just yet to experience like great love. No, the great love. That's what you want, isn't it? Like the notebook. That's like great like, love. I'm that. Like that's how, like I want that. You want that. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. My goodness. What a man. You. <laughs> no, I do. Oh, my gosh. Of course you. I do. <laughs> I'm not that much of a pessimist. No, I do love love. Yeah, love is great. All right, guys. So first up, our story is from Annette. She is 65 and this is what she said. So I met Bobby when I was 19 in my first week at university. He was 21 and one of those men who took you by surprise. Very charming but extremely sweet and a very good dancer. We hit it off straight away and started dating seriously. We were living in South Africa at the time. My dad had moved us there for his job, which was quite rare in those days. Bobby and I fell madly in love and spent every second together. It was that real kind of can't live without you kind of love. But three years passed, my dad's work contract ended and my world got flipped upside down. Our whole family had to pack up our lives in South Africa and jump back on a boat for six weeks all the way back to Australia. Bobby and I were absolutely heartbroken, but we had no choice but to try and move on as there was no way Bobby could afford to come back to Australia. No, come to Australia back then. Then a few years passed and I'd met another man, Andy, and we were due to be engaged. I was extremely happy with Andy. He was an amazing man too. I had no idea at that point in time, but for the past few years, Bobby had been saving up all his money just to try to get to Australia and find me. That is so cute. I know. Isn't that sweet? Uh, and that's exactly what he did he packed up his life in South Africa jumped on a boat for six weeks and tracked me down not knowing that I had already moved on that was one of the hardest heartbreaks I have ever been through telling Bobby I was engaged and that I couldn't be with him broke his heart but as you know time heals all Bobby ended up staying in Australia and building a life here he moved to Melbourne I was in Queensland he got married and had kids as as did I Fast forward 40 years, one Sunday evening, I was shopping in my local grocery store and I heard my name from across the room. You wouldn't believe the chances and the man I bumped into, Bobby. 
We chatted for hours, caught up on life over a coffee. And at that point we were both divorced and on our own. We started dating a few weeks later and it was just like it was back when I was 18. It was like we were school kids again. One year after that, I married that man that I first fell in love with and we've been so happy ever since. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> Isn't that so sweet? I've really got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps too. I've got tears in my eyes. <laughs> that is so lovely. Go Bobby and Annette. That's the best. That makes me upset. So maybe there is one man for one person for everyone. I don't know. I, I feel, you know what? I feel like that's fate. That is fate. That is 100% fate. They needed to, like, do their thing. They did. And maybe, you know, if they were to stay together when they were 20, it wouldn't have worked out. But because they, you know, had their time apart and then they rekindled down the track, it was meant to be. Wild. I love that. Yeah, wow. All right, so we've got Stacey from Melbourne. I met, she's 40 years old. I met my husband whilst working as a junior accountant. I drank too much at the annual Christmas party and I was worried about standing up for fear of falling over. So my plan was to keep seated until I sobered up up to avoid making a fool of myself in front of my boss. This led to us having a three-hour conversation and we were eventually the last two standing, albeit still sitting. Finally, I left. Nothing happened that night, but a spark was ignited. I jumped in the cab in the early hours of the morning and the cab driver asked, how was your night? To which I replied, I think I almost kissed my boss. It was a slow journey given the high stakes of dating my boss. When I was seconded to a client, the opportunity to explore the possibility presented itself without an awkward dynamic in the office. 15 years later, married with two kids, it was a success story. I left the company where we worked together very quickly after that and started dating. My plan was to always move. So it was an easy decision and nothing was sacrificed as the whole thing if the whole thing did not work out. My friends were worried about the dynamic of me dating my boss as the age difference was 12 years. High risk, high reward. I'm glad I trusted my intuition rather than the advice. The older age. (laughs) The old age difference brackets and the work romance. Two in one. That is a two in one. What do we think about it? I, what do you, yeah, I mean, I love that story. That's great. Good. If If you've got a connection with someone, then fuck age. What do you reckon? Unless they're like 50 years older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I actually, I don't, I've never, I'd never even thought about it until I found myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, talking from personal experience, I didn't actually notice the age difference that much. Yeah. It wasn't like super, like during like in conversation or anything like that. Um, I didn't notice it, but I mean, I definitely think there's some stigma around it. I feel like, like the older you get, though, like the older you both get, the older it doesn't matter. Like, you know, a 10, a 10 dating a 20-year-old is like, obviously that's highly illegal. <laughs> like I was like, okay, cool. So when you graduated, I was in year two. I know, but you can't think about that. Like that's weird. <laughs> but like a 30 and 40 or like a 40 and 50, like that, that yeah. doesn't matter. My gosh. So yeah. I think age is just a number. And if you're both mature and you both want the same things and you're both at the same stage in life, then I don't think age matters matter. at all. Yeah, I agree. But I do think that there is like a lot of stigma around it, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially at my age or the younger that you are. Yeah, definitely. People are like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. But if people are going to talk no matter what, so if you're happy, yeah. I don't think it matters. I think the worst part about it is, is if you fall in love with someone and, you know, you grow old together and they're 20 years older than you and then they're going to die when you're like 
and healthy and they're, they're old or you've got like, like a, wiping their bum yeah or you've got like a nine-year-old dad like if you're a kid and your dad's like yeah, that see that was the thing that got me like that was like one thing that I that really stuck in my head was like fuck, like yeah I don't want my kids to have old dad yeah exactly you don't want old dad bod either no I'm joking <laughs> Uh, but the work thing, I don't, I don't know about, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's really common. Mm. And I feel like it will happen a lot, but I feel like it's one of those things for me, don't shit where you eat. I agree. I've, I've shat where I ate a few times in my younger years and it never worked out well. Because <laughs> like, I feel like same thing. If you've got a connection, you've got a connection and. Agreed. Whatever. I had a guy, so I had a guy respond to the question. It's not really a story, but he wrote and he said, my, his dad was best man at his mum's first wedding. So basically, so the husband's best friend. That, again, really common. Very common. It must be. Very, very common. I mean, I guess if you spend all the time together and you like, oh, yeah. It doesn't sit well with me having, like, my friends date my husband, but. I mean, you even hear the stories where, like, couples are so close and then, like, one sort of couple, like, cheat on each other and like run off yes. opposite and then the other two get together obviously because they're probably yes. so and like distraught that they end up together it's interesting swapping couples would be the weirdest thing swapping couples is so so weird so bizarre also sorry write in and just say that he proposed to his wife at a guy sebastian concert and got guy sebastian involved to get them up on stage wow, and proposed cool. in front of Guy Sebastian while he was singing Cute. That, that's an amazing love story. I was gonna say do you have like an ideal proposal like do you want like a big fuck off look at me I'm being proposed to or do you want something that's just like cute and what do you think I don't know <laughs> you I don't think you even want to get married so I'm not I'm not a huge fast type of gal no yeah. me I I don't want a big like I, but I would like there to be photos of it it would be really nice to have photos of it that's that's yeah. one thing absolutely but yeah, like I would cameraman I would want, see, I'm the type of person who I'm so like switched on with that sort of stuff. I feel like I'd find out. I would love the man to like be so, it would be so random that I wouldn't know at all. You know, like people that propose on holidays and things or like at dinner or like a special occasion. I'm like, no, I want it to be when like I'm least fucking expecting it. Um, guys, someone else sent in about their, I mean, it's very inappropriate and I definitely can't say it, but it was about a Tinder date going extremely wrong. There was actually a couple of them that I got, but none of them were like funny enough to say they were actually like way too inappropriate to say. So I'm not going to, Right. but have you experienced a bad Tinder date or hinge date? No, I have never experienced a bad date. Except for, so that, except for that one that I told on the podcast. I won't say yeah. it again. I told it on the um, Nadia podcast about the pizza truck. Go back to episode yeah. three of season one, guys, if you want to rehear that one. Um, that was like the, the not, it wasn't even a bad date. It was just like uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, there was a few uncomfortable. I mean, and this is another thing that deters me from online dating. I'm like, oh, you don't know what you're walking into. Exactly. It's okay. scary. But if it's bad, it's just a funny story. And like you could literally... I think with dating like that, you could literally be like, hey, like I've got a dinner at six, like let's grab a drink before. And then yeah. it could super cash and then you can leave. And then if it's going well, you could be like, oh, fuck the dinner. I'm not going to go because I really want to stay here, you know, or like you could go yeah. to dinner and then meet them after or something. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. That's it. It'll be on my, I'll say that I'll do it by the end of Feb. You know what, guys? I'm going to say everyone listening, if you are single, 
and you haven't been on a date in a while, it is your job and your task this month to get on Hinge or anywhere, just like even if you're fancying someone at your local coffee shop or you're too scared to talk to them, you have to go up to them and talk to someone and go on a date this month. To be fair, on in my defence, yeah. <laughs> this most recent thing excuses, that had, excuses, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, listen, that was over Instagram. However, I had met him very briefly at the path. And then he messaged me on Instagram, asked me to go on a date. And I was like, to my friends, I'm not going. That's really scary. I don't know him. So that like, I walked yeah. into not knowing him. So fuck you. I've done it. It's not the same though. You have to literally go on a, on a hinge date. <laughs> it's not the same. I don't know if I can, but I'll try. Uh, I need to download the app. What photos do I use? I'll, I'll help you, Han. I'll help you. We can put up a story poll on our Instagram that I can have what photos. <laughs> what bio should Hannah use? Let's all do like an Wait, that's hinge funny. audit. We actually should do we that. Should. We'll, do a, we'll do a hinge audit on the Instagram stories. Well, guys, that is all we've got time for today. This has been a massive one, but thank you so much yeah. for tuning in. We hope you got something out of it. If not, just had a bit of a laugh and a bit of a feel-good storytelling. Yeah. Happy Val Day, everyone. Yeah, happy hope Valentine's Day. If you do like, If you do like this episode as well, guys, share it on your stories, share the love, share it, send it to a friend. Send it to your boyfriend. Not that I think they'll want to listen to it. Or send Abby and I some flowers. Send us some flowers for Valentine's Day. Tag us on your stories and say happy Valentine's Day and we will share it. We love love. Guys, we will see you next week. We'll be in your ears next Monday and have the best week.